and welcome to the Women Crush Wednesdays podcast from New York Women in Film and Television, where we discuss current news, feature interviews from women working in the industry, highlight the amazing accomplishments of our members, and preview upcoming NYWIFT events. I'm Jenny McGoldrick, and I am here today with my wonderful new co-host for this episode, Tammy Reese. Hi, Tammy. Hello. So excited to be here. We- Janine, let's kick things off yeah. with our Women Crush Wednesday Spotlight. January Green is going to tell us why Liza Raphael is crushing it this week. Hey, Nywith family. Today I'm giving a big shout out to Nywith member Liza Raphael. Her film, Love Happens, recently screened online at the Indie Gathering Film Festival. The film chronicles a journalist who battles unknown forces that have taken over her town, causing everyone to become obsessed with finding and becoming her one true love. Liza would like to thank the Nywift community, who has been especially supportive throughout all the stages of the filmmaking process. Follow the movie on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Love Happens Film to see what happens next as it continues through the festival process. You can also subscribe to updates at lovehappensfilm.com where you can watch the trailer and find out more about the film. Liza, we salute you today. Keep up the great work. Congratulations, Liza. Yay. I'm so looking forward to catching her film. Uh, It sounds amazing. So thank you for that. So, Tammy, let's talk a little news. Believe it or not, this is the 20th anniversary of the Tribeca Film Festival. Can you believe that? Amazing. So, so amazing. And I know everyone's so excited to be back to in-person events. And this is going to be the first in-person event in the North American Hemisphere, right? Yes, yes, exactly. They pushed the festival back. It usually happens in April, but now they're doing it in June. It runs from June 9th to the 20th. And yes, they're doing all in-person screenings. And if you're worried, don't be because they're actually all going to be outside, which is another good reason why that's happening in June. Because <laughs> April yes. is be a little touch and go. <laughs> This is amazing. And I've covered the 2019 Tribeca Film Festival as press, and it was like a dream come true. I applied a few years prior, didn't get press credentials. In 2019, I finally got press credentials, and I got to cover the Wu-Tang, which is a Mm. hip-hop artist, their show at the Beacon Theater. Queen Latifah was there doing a panel. I got to cover Norman Reedus. Um, During his panel, I got to sit next to Jane Rosenthal, who's the co-founder of Tribeca. It was just so cool. The Living Color panel reunion was there. The Simpsons. Um, It was just a great time. My first time at Tribeca. It it was just a memorable experience. And I'm looking forward to it coming back in person. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll be able to cover it again because maybe we could do a special episode wrapping up all of the things that you covered if you're able to do it again this year. That would be a a great follow-up. Yes, yes. Things are starting to get back to some normalcy. (laughs) Yeah. And what's great about it is that the screening is going to be held not only in Manhattan, but through Brooklyn, Staten Island. Some of the locations that they've announced so far are Brookfield Place, uh, Pier 57 Rooftop, the Battery Hudson Yards, Empire Outlets, uh, the Metro Tech Commons out in Brooklyn. 
And I think they're even expanding some to the Bronx and Queens. So I, this is going to be great because you don't have to come to downtown Tribeca like, like it usually happens to get a, t- a piece of this festival. So it's going to be really exciting. And everyone has a designated square with four chairs and leaving room for social distancing. Yeah. Oh, it sounds really smart. So there's a whole bunch of information on the Tribeca website, and we'll have a link to that in our show notes. And I'm not sure if they've announced yet what the lineup is. Uh, So we'll be on the lookout for that. So as soon as we get some information, we'll certainly let you guys know. But little by little, we're getting back to some kind of semblance of what life was like, or it's not going to be exactly the same, but this obviously is great news that as an industry, we can kind of come together in person. I think a lot of people are really looking forward to that. So now we're going to return back to January, who brings us an interview with one of the industry's most renowned casting directors, A.B. Kaufman. So take it away, January. Hey everyone, today I have the honor of speaking with A.V. Kaufman, renowned casting director based in New York City and the proud mother of two sons. She has worked with directors Ang Lee, Robert Redford, Steven Spielberg, Jodie Foster, Ridley Scott, and many other respected directors on such acclaimed films and television shows, including Life of Pi, Lincoln, Brokeback Mountain, The Sixth Sense, and Succession. Plus, Avi has been awarded for her outstanding work, including Casting Director of the Year Award at the 2005 Hollywood Film Festival, the Lifetime Achievement Award from the 2013 Subtitle Film Festival in Ireland, and an Emmy for her work on the HBO series Succession. Wow, that's an incredible resume of work, Avi. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. I'd like to get started today with discussing your career journey. Can you tell me where it all began? I guess it began when I uh, decided to move to New York and wanted to be a dancer and then realized that I should look at other opportunities in life. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think that's, and, and, you know, it was, it was a road traveled because nothing was simple. I, I never worked for a casting person. Things sort of oddly created their own path. And so I, I, I appreciate all that has come to me, I, I, I must say. And how did you transition from dancing to becoming, to get into casting? Well, the silly, the silly part of the story, which I, I wish I had an entertaining version, um, and this <laughs> one embarrasses me a little bit, but I met some people when I came to New York, and some of them were models and people that had agents, and an agency called and said, an advertising agency was looking for, for someone just to do print. Avi, you know all of us. Just go. Just see what happens. Right. And I, and I went and I got the job and I quickly, I, I will say I, I luckily and quickly uh, worked in an international advertising agency and became head of the department after a few years and realized that 
a lot of actors I was fighting for to get certain commercials weren't getting them, and and I and I knew why, whether it was how they looked or you know, and I knocked on every door to be a casting assistant, and no one hired me, and then I did extras, and then I went I, I did location casting, and right. and John Sales actually gave me offered me. Um, sort of a, a big opportunity of so I went from I did location casting which you really get to understand the depth of casting it was a, a remarkable opportunity to to I'll just talk until you stop me but the okay. example is you know go to West Virginia and do a coal mining movie but get to know the coal miners and bring their stories to John and and him you know being able to articulate more with right. with these lives and so one thing led to another and that's and then Jody Foster actually gave me the opportunity to cast Little Man Tate. Wow that's impressive impressive history that's impressive story what's one thing you know now as a casting director that you wish you would have known at the beginning of your career? I don't think I have any regrets but to communicate with people about yeah. anything and, you know, that's an art of what you do and talking and writing. But, you know, like to ha- if, if I looked back to go, wow, did I handle that situation? But there's no, there, it's only superficial, not superficial, but it, it has nothing to do with casting. I mean, okay. I, uh, I'm one of those people that if I sit at a table with people I don't know, I, I much prefer hearing their stories. Than, uh, I'm not the person that walked out to go, you know, they didn't even ask me what my name is. <laughs> I, I, I much prefer to hear other people's lives. And anyway, yeah. Got it. Oh, I, I, I totally understand that. I'm the same way. <laughs> 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 what inspires you most and what keeps you motivated every day? Well, I think we're talking about the business part of my life. Yes. Um, yes. Um, Certain people that I work with, I'm doing a story now on Rustin, and I'm lucky, and I'm working again with George C. Wolf, which is such a compliment. It's such an important story. This is just an example of what you're saying, right. that, you know, to, <clears throat> to be able to work on something like that with such a tremendous story Mm-hmm. is in, invigorating. It's it's a it's a story everybody should know. Right. And I I want everyone to learn from it and right. to feel it and to see the hopefulness in life. So I'm I'm lucky that I get to work on things like that and you know, when comedies come my way, mm-hmm. like who doesn't want to laugh? So right. how lucky <laughs> you yeah. And can you share a memory about one of your favorite casting projects? If you can pick just one. Oh, gosh. I begged. I begged Ang Lee to just please, please tell the studio I've got to go to India and find all these characters. Please let me do that. (laughs) So that was my just a favorite experience of life. And and Cassie Lincoln as well was like going into the depths of history. Mm -hmm. So... I could go on and on, and I don't even want to single these out, to be honest. Right. So forgive That's me okay. for singling anything out, but, you know, right. just me- memories of India are stimulating to me. Perfect. And one question, what should filmmakers think about when looking to hire the right casting director for their project? You know, it's. I bet it's hard to – okay, so when, when people, I say, audition me, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest. 
sometimes when I'm asked to speak to somebody, I, I kind of feel like, well, here's your body of work, and then let's have a chat, and do you think we can get along? Right. <laughs> can, you, can you feel each other's energy? Right. And so when somebody wants to speak to you 14 times, I'm like, what am I not? This is who I am. I got nothing else. Right. So, <laughs> no, everybody's looking for something in life, and we're all guessing what it is from others, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some best practices for agents and talent managers to keep in mind when pitching? Oh, my God. Don't get me going. Don't get me there. (laughs) You know, I I would say I I think one thing is I think a lot of people forget that we should work together. Got it. It's like I'm I'm always like I, I hang up the phone and I get a baffled look on my face going like, do they not know that we all want the same thing? Right. We're looking. <laughs> so that that baffles me. The the I I the pay I don't have the patience for the games. Mm-hmm. And there's so many games these days that I I I it saddens my it saddens me. A lot of people feel like you know what do we need a casting director for? Mm. Oh, well, that's not good. So um you know yeah, that's it's an a team effort. <laughs> it is. Uh, It is definitely a team effort. (laughs) Um, So what was it like casting during the pandemic, and what do you look for in virtual Wonderful. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, okay. How how tough. I know. (laughs) Danny Strong. Danny Strong. We're doing this this dope stick, which is just, oh, my God, such an important story. And a couple of projects kept us on throughout the pandemic, which is... uh, which is crazy. So all the actors self tape okay. and they send it in. We we have I have not walked into my office in over a year. Mm-hmm. It's so so hard for me to work remotely. So I sent a, an email yesterday without including you know the at. I mean it's like I I like I'm doing you know I, I it's, <laughs> it's just it's very it's hard. It's hard. But yeah. we're lucky to work. Right. Yeah. In March, we celebrated Women's History Month. What are you most proud about as far as how female representation has evolved within this industry? Over Christmas, I gave a couple of people a little fake statue, not fake, but, you know, material of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I felt like the women who stood up and I mean, how brave people are. And so I look at these women who have, who have actually made our lives easier. Right. And wow. Right. Gosh, yeah. we're so lucky. <laughs> yes, we are. And and we and we have to keep it going. But the one thing I want to say is, and the women like our mothers and people before us that, mm-hmm. you know, didn't work, bringing up children and taking care of families is as important as everything in, in life right and so mothers Absolutely. so heroes yes so women are amazing women yes. are hats i mean i i don't have any girls i i, uh, I have sons and um you bet i'm looking at their girlfriends i'm just kidding um so so i love uh i love that day i okay. love that day Absolutely. And what do you think the future of the industry will be like? For example, do you think the virtual auditions will continue even just a little bit after the pandemic? 
Oh, well, well when we go on those Zoom calls that we all hate, and one of the reasons <laughs> I don't like the Zoom calls, I mean, I do like them because it's fun to see everybody, but I don't like them because mm-hmm. if you go into a meeting around a table, mm-hmm. when you speak, not everybody has lights on. You know, the camera's uh, not on you. Got it. And now it's like every time you speak, the camera's on you, and, and I'm subconscious, so I'm like, I think mm-hmm. the camera's on me. I'm speaking now. But when you're going to these Zooms, people are going to go, I don't want to drive two hours for that meeting. Can we just Zoom? I'm scared that's going to happen. Okay. Got it. You know, and I and I bet it will because mm-hmm. I don't think I want to fly to California. Can we just Zoom? Just Zoom. You know, right. I, I bet that's going to, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of money will be saved. Okay. People have gotten comfortable with that now. <laughs> just hopping on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. what, pro- what projects have you worked on recently that we can watch out for? Okay, there's a story coming up called Invasion, which um, should be great. As I said, Dope Sick, Mayor of yeah. East Town coming out mm-hmm. like any minute now. King Richard, those are a few. We're okay. starting on Nyad, and that should be, I mean, that's uh, exciting things, I believe. Okay. Exciting things. Awesome. Well, we'll watch out for Thanks that. Thanks for asking. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, and thanks so much for sharing your story and providing guidance to our our audience. I really appreciate it. Well, you're a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, January, for bringing us that great discussion. And to Avi for being so gracious to talk to us. She really is a luminary in her field. So cool to hear from cast and directors, especially during this time where things had to be adjusted. Um, great job, January. Before we close out, let's talk some recommendations. Tammy, what have you been catching up with lately? Oh my gosh, Janine, the great recommendations come from Tyler Perry, the one and only Tyler Perry <laughs> on BET Plus. He has these amazing shows. One in particular is called The Oval. Another one that I'm a huge fan of is called Ruthless. And I definitely don't want to give too much away, but if you're into cutting edge, drama television that's spicy racy please watch it (laughs) for sure watch the oval and ruthless from tyler Perry on bet plus now the oval i think i saw one episode and that's all about um another show set in the oval office right correct yes and a lot of drama goes down in amongst the staff amongst the administration amongst their families for sure and ruthless is actually sort of a spinoff from the Oval. Um, one oh, of the okay. cast members from the Oval is in a cult and they spend it into the show Ruthless. Um, it's very deep, um, very drama television. I highly recommend for sure. Tyler Perry, I don't know how that man sleeps because he seems to be one of the most hardest, like he's always working it so quickly and he can turn out a show like nobody's business I think about that man and I get exhausted. <laughs> so yes. I'm like, wow, how does he even balance all these shows um, and movies coming out back to back like that? He definitely gets it done. He made that amazing studio in Atlanta. It's just so exciting. I'm, I'm going to look out for the Oval because I know I've, I've heard about that one and I want to continue watching it. So thanks for that reminder. Yes, definitely watch. 
So I've got something, I'm a little late to the game on this one, but I finally got around to starting to watch the show Rami on Hulu. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a semi-autobiographical take on the life of creator and star uh, comedian Rami Youssef. And he's a first-generation Egyptian-American living in a politically divided New Jersey neighborhood. And he's torn between his Muslim roots and his kind of like post-modern American life and belonging to a millennial generation that kind of thinks it has endless possibilities, but like no consequences. Mm. So a lot of the situations on the show revolve around his own personal experiences. It's really fresh and really funny. Right now there's two seasons. I think a third season was delayed with COVID, but it's supposed to come out. And it was nominated for a bunch of Emmys. And I think he won a Golden Globe last year for uh, Best Actor. Found it really, really illuminating and very funny. I suggest anybody to, to catch that out. It's on Hulu right now. Amazing, I have to check it out. Thank you, Jenny. We will be back in two weeks with more stories from our listeners in our Have Story, Will Tell, and My First Time segments. So remember to email us your five-minute audio file or two-page written submission about an experience you had working in film, TV, or media. And please refer to our show notes for links and social media info on all the topics and the guests that were featured in this episode. And we thank you for tuning in. Please, if you like what you hear, feel free to share or leave a rating and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Tammy, thank you so much for stepping in. And I'm sure you're going to be joining me, hopefully, on future episodes. If this happens, I'm so here for it. I'm loving this. Thank you. Great. Well, we're loving your energy. And I know Tammy just joined us recently in the past month or so uh, on our podcast team. And she's really infused so much life and energy into the work that we do. Loving having you a part of the team. And I'm I'm excited to have you be uh, my co-host for as many times as you want to join me. So everyone, thanks again. And until we meet again, keep on crushing it.